part. It's Friday. You know, it's raining outside and we're fortunate because all we get is rain, water. Something that we could actually use. Meanwhile in Gaza, so many are dealing with being separated from their families, bombs, you know, the whole nine yards. And nobody seems to have a problem with that. Well, let me take that back. Some people seem to not have a problem with that. <laughs> I had to rewind that statement. I can't say nobody. That's not true because we're here talking about it and we are somebody. I can't thank you all enough for your continued support, your encouragement, you know, and liking, sharing, and subscribing to this podcast. It really means a lot. We can't do what we do without you, and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. Yeah, I sound a little nasally. I have a little sinus drainage situation happening here, so pardon my, you know, sinuses. But tonight we're going to talk, you know, it's your favorite time of the year. <laughs> favorite time of the week, I should say, sorry. I'm sorry. Favorite time of the week, favorite time of the year too, right? It's what should white people do? Because we're going to have a conversation tonight about the reactions to what is happening in Palestine. We have progressive, you know, the white progressive, the white liberals, the white saviors, you know, they're coming forward to justify why there should be money to, you know, fuel this war. They're fine with it. Like, I can't even get the words out right right now between sinus drainage and just being pissed the fuck off. So recently, a local representative, a New Haven representative, that's what we'll say, uh, wrote something on social media where they alluded to their own ties to Israel as well as their service with emergency services, right? So just say that you're done with the IDF and we could move on. But anyways, in this post, um, you know, they are purporting that their support for Israel is not, you know, unjust. Right, and also made some insinuations that were not true, particularly towards the JVP, Jewish Voices for Peace, um, and in particular in regard to the rallies that are have been and are being held. Right, because the truth is, as far as I've seen the rallies I've seen, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. For who knows and who might know and who may have an idea. Um, I haven't seen any violence, at least on the pro-Palestine side. Anywho, this individual is literally justifying why we should go to war. And this is terrible because this is someone who, um, you know, they came into the community under the guise of being a white savior. I spoke about this last night. You know, this is the typical white savior bullshit. Oh, look at me. I'm going to save all your problems. Ha <laughs> ha. And then they get into your community and now here comes their thought processes. One of the first things they did that was nauseating is that they targeted a local business, a local bar. Now they accused that particular business of, you know, encouraging the violence in the area, which you can't blame the business for that, come on, right? You really gonna blame the bar owner for that? Even if the bar owner comes out and says, look, none of this is happening, I mean, but anywho's. Now this individual is pushing this pro-Israel narrative, this, you know, I'm from Israel, I'm standing with my country, you know, and we have to do what we have to do. That's very dangerous 
because just recently a six-year-old boy lost his life, you know, for no reason. What what could he have been doing, really and truly? So I just want to kick it off. I see Manny and Amy are on. Amy, I want to go to you first. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about this type of narrative coming up from your... Yeah, I, I didn't hear about this. I'm just, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Um, so uh, tell me more about it. So I actually sent you, this is the one that the link to... Oh, from yesterday? Yeah, that. I don't want to, oh. yeah. Oh, okay, yes. I'm sorry. I thought that th that they made a public speech today. So I was, oh, I was, no, 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 no. I was just saying that you. they've come out publicly because the thing is, as you and I were discussing, you know, my thing is, is that, okay, all the footage I've seen, especially of the local, you know, events were peaceful. So I, I, I don't know. But yeah, again, I'm having I it over. Seen, I haven't seen any violence. Um, nationally, what I did see was um, what happened at the Capitol, um, which I, I think, I'm pretty sure it was the Capitol building um, itself. Um, they were in the rotunda. And uh, I think there were, across the country, the number I read was like and 10,000 um, protesters. But no, I haven't read anything about any violence. Um, I have heard about violence against synagogues in other countries. Um, I have not heard anything stateside, um, but also my new, you know, like, I'm not sure I'm seeing, there's just so much news coming in that I'm not sure if I would see it, but, um, but yeah, no, I haven't seen them as violent at all. And it sounded like, I posted their message. I don't know that group that well, um, but I did, I was looking at them. I know ADL does have a warning, quote unquote, about them. But when I read ADL's warning, um, ADL's Wait, warning which group are you referring that, to, JVP? Uh, yeah, is that uh, Jewish Voices? Okay. For Peace? Oh. Is that is that the one? Yep. Yeah, so ADL has had a warning about them, but they're and warning. And for the folks who don't know, who's ADL? So the folks know who you're talking about. Uh, anti, anti defamation league. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But but also remember that anti defamation league is very focused on um, uh, Jewish issues, and so that is the lens that they have, right? And so, but so wait, wait, before you go there, group. how do you feel about this post, though, by this individual? I want to just close that off first before we go deeper into it, because you're not wrong, but I want to go back to this thing here, because this is someone who's a local leader, and they have privilege, right? And they're in a neighborhood where they're surrounded by oppressed people. Right, and right. So her, her post specifically was, I... I I wish I had counted the number of times she used I because that post was really about her and about her feelings. Oh, are you saying as, that privileged white people are narcissistic? The nerve of you, Amy, the nerve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we definitely center ourselves and like, and I'm a thousand percent guilty of that. Like um, that's what my Facebook was for the longest time. It was I and how I felt about something and how something impact but how those feelings impacted me 
So therefore that issue or whatever impacted me, you know what I mean? Um, and it's, uh, it's a tough thing to break, but that's the proximity, right? Her proximity to whiteness is super close. Um, and so centering herself in that and her feelings. Yeah. And perpetuating <laughs> violence. Right. Because yeah. that but also thinking about like what what was the purpose and right. 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 So silencing. What was your point? Like my thing right. is, it's like I, I read that three times. And each time mm-hmm. I got angrier, I, I can't lie to you. I, I, you know, it got me pissed off because I was like, here we go with the bullshit. Right. To now, me it was on the very flip silent, side. It was yes. Oh, hell yeah. If you, if you lit that oh, hell I am yeah. also, it, it was like, I am Jewish. They are not good Jews. You should not listen to them. Exactly. Exactly. And that opinion was very silencing. And that opinion was very um, pro Israel. Yes. Pro, but, what I don't understand, how is any progressive saying Netanyahu, who is as right wing as Trump, he is Ooh. the Israelian Trump. Oh, so you, you came out with fire tonight. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, because like I'm looking at. So for a little more perspective, we're talking about um, a situation, a rally, I should say. I shouldn't say a situation, but a situation that played out due to the rallies being held in favor of Palestine by the Jewish Voice for Peace. And the individual we're talking about, you know, they made this, you know, they're a local leader, a local white leader. They're from Israel and they're pro-Israel. And they wrote a Facebook post that's, you know, very narcissistic. I, 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 right? Just as Amy's saying, um, very silencing, right? Very like, you know, I'm the biggest, bestest Jew of them all. And what's more interesting is there's an article in the New Haven Independent regarding this rally that she is subliminally, um, you know, trying to (laughs) disgrace here, right? And the editor of this paper is also Jewish. Reading this article, I don't see a pro-Israel slant to it. It's coverage on the rally. You see pictures you see people, you see comments from the people. Very, very interesting. That's why I like what you just said there, Amy, about the silencing. Could you say a little more about that so people get like a good understanding of what you mean? Because sometimes I feel like white people will hear you hear somebody like me say that, like that's silencing, and they would somehow assume that, what the fuck do you mean? What do you mean that's silencing? You got to say something. What do you mean by that? What's Right. So, um, so there's a discussion, right? And what was going on is there was this big rally um, in New Haven where two sides of an issue um, were protesting and counter-protesting. And so that raised the discussion, right? And it's like, that really made people aware and start to think, well, am I missing something by just blindly saying, okay, let's give Israel billions of dollars, um, you know, to fight Hamas. Um, and so people started asking questions. This is where, uh, like, I've never seen people this interested in um, foreign policy ever. Uh, and so people start asking questions. It raises discussions. But also, social media has given us access to first 
firsthand accounts of what's going on on the ground in Palestine um, from the Israeli uh, victims and the victim families in Israel. So we're able to hear directly from the ground and we don't have to read these white filtered sources of CNN and other you know, national news and stuff like that, right? So the narrative is no longer controlled. That's, um, that's a position we're in. So that's why we see lots of people turn out in New Haven. That's why we see lots of people interested because we're able to see firsthand accounts. Um, I just want to so, add something like there that I find interesting, Amy, if I may. What I find interesting is she didn't post any comments on this article. I feel like if you well, could see it on Facebook. Well, didn't discuss Palestinians. No, not at all. So the, the issue, so instead of looking at it and saying, like, in, if her, this is, if, if her intent was to say, this is not, this uh, uh, Jewish group does not represent or it, this Jewish group is not good, which is, was basically what she said. Or she said she doesn't agree with their opinion, is what she said. Um, or their post or, or their stance or whatever. Um, instead of, like, giving some other point of view uh, that might be a better one for people to lean into that, that are interested in supporting Palestinian people, she gave no other option. So it was like, it was almost as if saying the one group that is in support of of um, humanitarian efforts for uh, Palestine, Palestinian people, is bad. So therefore, anyone who is, you know, it it was there were it was like a a big giant dog whistle, um, and without also mentioning in the post. The fact that the community that she's in cares very much about what ha what's happening to brown people in Palestine. Well, so it's not just silence um, into the Jews, right? So it's just like, that's how I took that. This was her saying, shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, it's, it's saying, here is the final word on this discussion. Those are not good people. I have been, um, I served um, the Israeli government. Um, I, you know, this is my take, whatever. Um, it was not, there was zero sympathy. The entire, my understanding, what I'm feeling, what I'm hearing, the people I'm surrounded by are give a shit about the Palestinian people and what is happening to the Palestinian people. No one gives a fuck about the government because the governments always do their own thing. We're talking about the people. And I did not see her addressing the people. So it was a really white-centered um, post, I feel like, that kind of said, uh, if, you are, if you are not pro-Israel in their military efforts to wipe out Gaza right now, um, and the West Bank, it looks like, um, then you're... Uh, I'm not sure because the you know it was then you're not then you're not doing the right thing. That's what it was, you know. So um, so yeah, I, I'm not surprised by it because allies do that right. all the effing time. Right. Um, this fact and instead of making the issue about her, what she had the opportunity to do was discuss the issue um, because the question is not 
do Palestinians have the right to live, right? That, that's right. not the question. And that better not be the question. Um, so the question is, how do we support Palestinian people? What can we do to support Palestinian people without bringing harm to Jewish people, which I understand that Jewish Americans are terrified right now of backlash to them and the way that the white, the way white, white supremacy can lean into this um, and use it for harm, you know? And so right. I can understand that, but that wasn't her discussion. Her discussion right. was, these are bad Jews. Don't listen to them. Listen to me. Israel. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just jump to Manny real quick. Manny, what do you think about that? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Te technology is being a little, little technology today. That's a good old New Haven uh, internet for you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Well, don't um, you worry. The government has money for war, but we'll get there in a the discussion. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Uh, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, uh, how how much has happened. I mean, uh, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, things that are happening just across the United States. I'm seeing different demonstrations, but I'm thinking about New Haven in, in specific. And, you know, uh, there's been three kind of, I'd say, major demonstrations here in New Haven. I mean, I'm sure there's been other, you know, events, but I'd say three main ones have happened. Um, you know, the, the one on uh, October 9th, right, which we saw the, the two sides and the police barricades and all that from the city hall. And then we had the the pro-Israel, you know, vigil that happened, what, um, October 13th, 14th, 13th, something around there, right? Again, outside of City Hall. And then we have um, the the one that happened um, yesterday? Was it yesterday? No, two days ago. October 8th. Yeah, two days ago. Um, so, you know, um, I don't think it's it's definitely not in question that people in New Haven uh, have really uh, been vocal um, about, you know, their opinions and their perspectives and, and where they stand um, and, and even, you know, what what goals are they trying to achieve, right? And, and you know, the event and their uh, demands or, or awareness or whatever they're doing, you know, at the event. Uh, they've been very vocal on that. Um, and I remember in a previous episode, you know, when uh, we were sitting here with Three Fifths um, and we were talking about the uh, lack of uh, public, uh, you know, declaration from, from elected officials, right, and seeing who stood where and then, you know, what was, you know, their perspective and everything. Um, and I think in the past couple of days, I've seen more elected officials uh, in Connecticut give their opinion uh, than since, you know, when, when the whole conflict has started. Um, 
you know, we, we have that local one. I mean, I just, you know, heard about uh, Rosa DeLaurels and Chris Murphy's and Blumenthal and uh, Elliger, you know, like, so <laughs> now we're starting to see the elected officials, um, you know, come out and, and say their piece. And I'll make no mistake, that's not, that's not coincidental, right? It's not by accident um, that they are now uh, slowly starting to trickle in and, and letting no, you know letting it be known where they stand uh, and what their thoughts are. So um, you know, I I did see that article in the Independent um, that I mean, last time I checked, which was earlier today, had so many comments under it. Um, but I remember reading about, uh, this, um, Egypt born, uh, ESL teacher. Um, and, you know, I mean, she didn't provide her identity, but, you know, um, she, she made a statement that I thought was, um, interesting, you know, and like, I haven't necessarily heard that perspective, um, so far, at least not, you know, been published, right. Which was that the international community, um, has failed to see what the Israeli government rather than the Israeli people, uh, have been doing to Palestinians for 75 years. Um, and as she goes on to, to say, you know, that uh, it's important to research um, and, and to at least try to listen um, to, to both sides. And now she didn't mean both, like, the government, not the two sides of government, talking about people that have the lived experiences, right? of of those 75 years um and the atrocities that have happened right uh and then the article went on to say that uh they they said this right the complexity and spirit of they coined this kind of term let's try to see both sides right um was was something that was uh, very little in in like its prevalence, right? And and I felt like that right there, you know, just the fact that that followed up from the uh, this Egyptian born woman statement. Uh, to me, that struck a chord. Um, and, and this is why, right? Because obviously. I mean, I haven't made any posts on my own and nor do I (laughs) plan to, you know, at all. Right. Um, But I'm here, I'm, you know, reading this Egyptian born woman and and her, her statement and, you know, to just like, I could just imagine the sincerity in her, in her voice when she said that statement. Right. Um, and, and again, it struck a chord in me because, you know, I'm not making any posts. I haven't made any. Don't plan on it. I don't plan on going out 
and you know talking to the news about <laughs> you know um you know taking a particular stance or anything i've i've strayed away from that um because like i said you know i've um i i've taken the historical context uh standpoint right which is um oh is that her name oh okay yeah amazing yeah amazing woman um you know esl teacher i i heard you know um and so you know i'll give her full credit for for you know going out and and making a statement on the news because you know not a lot of people do that so thank you amy thank you for uh, putting her, her name um so yeah so you know i i'm not <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be one to be putting my stance out there because, like I said, I'm taking it from me. Uh, I'm just looking at it through a historical lens, right? Seeing what has happened in the past 75 years uh, on both sides and the development, um, but also very much standing very firm in my position that I have, regardless of, of any conflict, right? Which is there never, ever ever should be uh, innocent civilians, you know, being killed, children, women, elderly, you know, people who are not armed, who are not part of the conflict, you know, of, of killing other people, so, right? The innocent civilians, I mean, that is something I will always stand firm in, right? Um, and so that's the only particular sense I've really stood on during this whole conflict is saying, no more death, like no more violence, right? I, I mean, I, I don't want there to be a continuance of that. Um, so that's the only sense I've taken, right? And, and pretty much will take uh, going forward. But, you know, it is interesting to see how, you know, ranging from, again, uh, teachers, right? Um, to regular, you know, resident citizens, um, to, you know, organizations, all the way to elected officials, um, how these different entities are providing their perspectives, um, paying attention to how and when they're providing these perspectives, right, and in what formats, Um so, yeah, it has been interesting to see that play out. Uh, and I'm definitely keeping an eye on it as, you know, as the days go forward. See who says what, how they say it, and really when, right? Always paying attention to when these things are said, right? So, wait, Manny, so, yeah, I want to huh? jump in here because, you know, the world is watching apartheid and an ethnic cleansing, right? And going back to the statement made by this local representative, right, which I believe you've seen. Um, I know Amy's seen it, I've seen it, you've seen it. How do you feel about that? She put it on Facebook, but she didn't put it under that article. So I feel like if you're going to say it on Facebook, you know, don't play these games, right? You're a local representative. Obviously, you know, your audience on Facebook is going to be different than your audience on this paper. But how do you feel about that? situation yeah i mean you know uh <laughs> i i think it's if you are going to make a comment about a specific uh or well 
if you're going to even imply, um, you know, a statement about a specific event that it happened, right? And there is a news article about it, then absolutely, I mean, leave a comment, you know, at the very least. <laughs> um, uh, does it need to be an entire essay comment? I mean, if you want, but <laughs> whatever. Um, but at the very least, you know, again, if there's a publication uh, on something that you are going to imply uh, about, um, then, you know, yeah, leave a comment. Uh, and if you decide you want to further Well, that, I'm saying because know, she's a public-facing person, right? Like, you're in a yeah. leadership role. And, you know, we see how now, as Amy pointed out with information sharing, that social media part for public officials is starting to become a little bit of a situation here. Like you have to be, we saw this with Lauren Garrett in Hamden. This is someone who ran her campaign saying she cared about black lives and police brutality, but then takes office and the first thing she does is side with the police, right? But then when you looked on her social media, you're like, wait, whoa. So you see, this is, this is not a situation to take lightly because that statement right there that was made, you know, everyone else who's making statement, nobody's perpetuating any sort of violence. But to me, that one, you know, as Amy pointed out, is silencing. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do have to, uh, I mean, acknowledge, right, that you and I, and you're not even you and I, I mean, any two individuals, the basic psychology 101, right, could look at the very same thing and take two different, um, you know, perspectives from it, right? That's, that's just the way humans work. So, you know, I do have to acknowledge the fact that we could both read the same thing. 75 people could read the same thing, whatever amount, right? Some people will get this message from it, and some people get that message. Um, and, and, you know, so I won't sit here and, like, say, oh, one perspective is, is you know, like what you got from it is wrong and what I got from it is, is right or what yours right or mine is wrong. Like, I won't do that. But could I, could I absolutely uh, concur with the fact that... Um, in, in the context or even the content of the post, right? Could it deliver a message of um, any form of perpetuation? Yes, uh, that is uh, a, a very, very um, common risk <laughs> when you talk about uh, these, these issues. Um, and who knows? Again, I'm not the author of the post, so maybe it even was a you know perpetuation. Maybe it was a, a, a agenda there and a and a message that was trying to get across. You know, I I can only presume so much. You know, from reading on it uh, from a viewer's perspective, right? And and also viewing it from a uh, my own stance, right, of not having a particular conviction. Again, psychology 101. You read something, if you already have a bias coming into it, then you're going to take a particular message uh, that might be different than another person <laughs> reading it, 
right? Who might not have the same particular conviction. So, you know, I think the, the whole format itself of it being a post on social media came with so many risks already. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I'm not the author. I can't exactly say, you know, that there was a hidden message or there wasn't or, you know, it is a good message or it is a bad one because, you know, again, I, I only have so much information to work off of. Well, all right. So that's fair enough. So I'll just work off of my knowledge of white supremacy and I also reference the fact that Black and Brown United in Action provided not one but two statements on the matter because we do not agree with the fact that, you know, Black and Brown activists were being um, called out for not being proactive enough or active enough on the matter, primarily because most of the spaces that these discussions are happening, we are not included in. So we made a statement on that. We also made a statement um, regarding, you know, wanting a ceasefire because, you know, children and women are losing their lives. But notice, we, not I, we. In saying that, right, uh, one of the things that is also quite notable, um, through first mentioned this last um, episode, a few episodes ago, I should say, and I thought I talked about this last night um, on, on the uh, part as well, the fact that black and brown legislators are so quiet. Amy, what do you think about that? Um, locally or federally? Because I think there's two different answers. <laughs> Give both. Um, party, party affiliation. I think that, um, first of all, like the, and I was thinking about this today, the fall in line shit that the Dems make fun of MAGA for, like the way that they just blindly follow him, even though that dude's like about to go to prison. Um, I'm watching the same shit happen with Biden. Like I, I voted for Biden. I had a lot of friends on Twitter that were Biden. Wait, supporters. wait, hold up. Well, how do you feel um, about his plastic surgery though, real quick? Because, you know, I was watching him talk, and I'm like, bro. Oh, I don't even pay attention to him at all. So I had no idea. I, I don't even know oh what you're talking God. about. Well, 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 they're saying a lot of Dems now are losing their faith in the Democratic Party. That is that is another thing. Well, um, so there's, there's – so I criticized Biden for um, tanking, torpedoing the UN resolution, right? So the Security Council put forward a resolution that would return hostages, call for a ceasefire, and provide humanitarian aid, and um, condemn the murders of civilians. And the and uh, there's 15 members. Um, 13 voted in favor, two abstained. Um, wait. That math can't be correct, but somehow, the, but the U.S. vetoed it. The U.S. Tor torpedoed it. So we were the only ones to vote no. Um, it was Russia and the U.K. who abstained, abstained I believe, um, and we torpedoed it. And I didn't, 
so I am very critical of that because number one, that was a global effort. Number two, after watching the press release for the UN officials for the Arab League and hearing their pleas to the United States, well, to the Western um, Western countries, they were saying, um, hearing their pleas to us uh, and asking, and some of those countries are are our allies. Egypt is an ally. Jordan is an ally. They were pleading to us to allow humanitarian aid and to work with the UN. We totally disregarded them. In fact, it was embarrassing because after seeing their press conference and then seeing the fact that we vetoed and vetoed it, vetoed what they were asking for, and it was put forward by Brazil. It wasn't even just an you know an Arab um, proposal. This was this was supported by many countries of the world. And um, this was a global effort, especially given that it's the UN, and we torpedoed it. And then th that was the same day that Biden met with um, uh, Netanyahu and uh, walked away. There was no ceasefire agreement. The um, humanitarian aid is only 20 trucks. Um, and 20 trucks after Egypt is able to repair the roads that were bombed by um, Israel. Uh, so no aid has gone through yet. Um, Biden said on Wednesday it'll go through on Friday. And Dems were freaking the fuck out that I didn't believe that. Dems were freaking the fuck out that I was like, why would we torpedo this? He knows what he's doing. It's like, I am not blindly following because I absolutely disagree that this is not something that needs to be thought about on a larger scale and longer scale, because if we do not find a solution now, a two-state solution, and insist on that now, and work on that now, then this is not going to end. And I really have a feeling that this just is gonna turn into, um, I mean, they're already talking about, uh, th there's already pressure from Dems, and um, our global allies are, um, we're putting pressure on global allies to pressure Egypt to allow for refugees, Palestinian refugees. That is literally just creating the next Nakba. Why are we doing that? Like, why are we not allowing people to stay where they are? And, and, and how do you know that, that then Hamas is not going out of the, in, into the camp? Like, it just makes zero fucking sense to me. Well, so this can I say this? It makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm pro-Palestine. I'm not going to hide that, right? Um, I'm not the only one. But I have been wondering lately if Israel will become the new Columbus. Because to me, what Israel is doing is the same thing Columbus did. You see this land. You see these people. You seize the opportunity. Power, place, and privilege. That's yeah, how well, I feel we about built that. It. Like that was us. That was us. Well, this whole thing is backed by fascism. This is why, like, you know, in my opinion, you know, to me, to not be able to see this <laughs> is crazy, because it, I agree. this whole thing is backed by fascism, right? Yeah, and, and, this is this is and, not about me. Look, as far as this individual goes who wrote this post, she has nothing that I want. Let me just put that out there. I just think that it's sad that you're in a position of power and you're perpetuating this type of 
animosity and silence in a community, right? Because what you're doing is dangerous on a larger scale. It's already starting. We have people already saying that they're feeling, you know, um, threatened. The threats are coming in. You know, this is not just a matter of just being biased or some shit. This is fucking lives here. People are losing their jobs, right? People are having their jobs threatened. They're coming home to threats. They are, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. And then the other part to this too is that just to kind of go a little bit off topic, I know I said, you know, we want to talk about the radio silences, radio silence of the black and brown legislators because they have been. I haven't, at least none of my local legislators. I don't know, Manny, if you want to jump in and say something on that really quick. Um, The silence of what? Again? I'm sorry. The silence of the black and brown legislators. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember we were talking about it with, with Three Fists uh, on that particular episode. Um. Right, uh, you know the. Uh, I remember saying, right that that public silence um, from our black and brown legislators, and look, I mean, still, right, uh, still, uh, I've yet to read anything. And the NAACP, don't forget places like that because we haven't heard. Oh, none of them. Not even remember we said that too. Where's yeah. the black and Latino caucus? Right, like yeah, where's all yeah. these different groups? Yeah. Nothing. No, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I yeah, I I've like heard nothing. Um, even really, even from, uh, you know, black and brown led organizations. If I'm being honest, I'm telling you, we're the right? only ones having this yeah. discussion. Literally, I'm dead yeah. ass, and that's crazy because look at what Amy's saying. Like she started breaking it all the way down there. Right. And I want you to continue, Amy. I just wanted to butt in with that really quick because, you know, nobody else is talking about this, but we are. I know people are, but like Manny's pointing out, not to this level, not to the people that you would think, like, where's the statement from the CHRO? Why aren't we seeing black? I mean, we're only seeing certain black and brown legislators, not even from Connecticut. Right. And they're going bold. Why are we so scared? Who wants to take that on? Do we usually make comment about something that's going on internationally or do they? Well, here's what I'll say to that. Here's what I'm going to say to that, right? So here in Connecticut, during the legislative session, when certain bills went up for legislation that were immigrant facing regarding domestic workers, regarding their pay, uh, immigrant pay, immigrant health care, you know, police brutality, you know, certain factors, education, not so much housing. We, we didn't get that representation we should have had in housing, in my opinion. What I'll say is black and brown legislators show up for that, right? So if the question is on a, you know, in terms of international related matters, whatever word I should have used, I didn't use. Um, don't laugh at me too much, Manny. I'm old. No, that was correct. <laughs> he always cracking up at me. Don't Don't listen. But the point is, is that for this, and you know, I, I mean, here locally in New Haven, 
you see it happen, right? I know Manny knows what I'm talking about. When we're holding these rallies for immigrant rights, you see black and brown legislators coming out. Now, the white legislators show up. They have been showing up in regard to this. Like, you see them, you know, making their posts and, you know, who they're for and whatever, whatever, like he pointed out. But the black and brown legislators, they've been radio silent. My thing is, right, here's how I'll put this. Again, what Israel is doing to Palestine is the same fucking thing that Columbus did. Is Israel going to be the new Columbus? Are we going to have the same issue? Because now we spent all these years talking about slavery and how horrible it was. And yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's happening right here. And what the fuck are we doing? What you have to- Oh, I, I, I muted myself. <laughs> um, say that again. Give, give me a question. Lord, I'm saying that what has happened in Palestine is the same thing that happened during slavery, right? This is, let me just dial it back for you. Here's where my brain is at, right? I'm watching slavery all over again. It's the same shit. These people had their land, it got taken over, and we have motherfuckers trying to justify this buffoonery, right? Will Israel become the new Columbus is what I'm trying to say because we weren't around. I remember the Columbus question. Okay. (laughs) It was like 20 minutes ago. Um, (laughs) Sorry. But, you know, uh, I'm saying, like, are we going to have that problem? Because I see that coming because we're revering the bullshit instead of recognizing what it is and addressing it. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's, What's yours? That's what I was talking about with looking at the bigger picture and having to, to come up with a two-state solution because it, it, that's exactly what's been causing problems for 75 years is the annexing of land. So that's like people are fighting, and it's primarily happening in the West Bank where Hamas is not located at all. So. The fact that they're like focused on on Gaza right now, um, and we're not like thinking about the bigger picture of all of Israel, of all of Palestine, um, and there isn't it one third of Palestinians are still displaced and not even in Palestine at all because right. their right to return was denied. Right. So yeah, the, what what the what how I look at it and how I compare it is to what we did to the indigenous. Um, and I don't even credit Columbus for that. He couldn't even find the freaking content. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's what I directly connected to. And in fact, I was reading a book, um, not called The Wounded Me, I'll tell you the name of it, but I was reading a book by an indigenous man that it is so good and it talks about the history of the U.S. and it talks about different sections of the U.S. and it talks about what we did to the indigenous. Um, it's called the Heartbeat of Wounded Knee by David Truer. I probably butchered his name, T-R-E-U-E-R. Um, but he actually, in that, compares uh, the settler um, colonization of the West Bank to what the Americans did to the indigenous. And he describes um, step by step, and he describes um, specific actions um, and that actually like made a light go off. Cause I was like, holy crap, the framework is almost the same, but that totally makes sense because we created Israel 
to not allow Jewish people to come live in the United States. Um, so it makes sense that we instill um, that kind of thought process into our creation, right? Um, but I totally agree that, and, and so that's why I was saying that if we don't come up with a solution now, like a ceasefire is not gonna do anything. Um, this has happened every so many years throughout the last 75 years of occupation. So something has to be done and Palestine needs to have its own state. Palestine needs to be recognized and Palestine needs to be fucking free. Like I, I don't understand why so many people, progressives pretend to understand the plight of the indigenous in America, the plight of black people globally, but cannot understand that Palestine just wants to have their own right to identify or right to, what's the word? Right to, uh, because I hit my head. Um, Self-determine, thank you. So um, yeah, so I agree and it's not gonna end. And I feel like what is gonna happen is that Biden's gonna do the Biden thing and not actually solve the problem. Just put a giant Band-Aid on it, just like kicking the can down the, um, the government shutdown can down the road. Like I, I was thinking about this after our conversation too. We do that with everything. We kick it down the road so we don't have to actually deal with exactly. it. Exactly. We but ignore I, it. I, we run from it. I think we're going to try and do that here. Of yeah. course. We put a, but put a Band-Aid is, on it. We're going to put a Band-Aid right, on it exactly. because it should not take this much to call for a ceasefire. It really shouldn't take this Biden, much. Right. And I think what Biden really wants to do and the mm -hmm. reason why he torpedoed the UN shit was because mm -hmm. he wants to be able to say in a year, look what I did for Israel. Of course, he, because he knows his so, ratings are in the sh in the toilet right now. Like, come on, come so, on. Um, more and more people are saying that they don't even want to vote now. Like, it's becoming a problem. Yeah, Remember, we spoke a, about this. I, I'm seeing a lot of that on Twitter. Um, you see what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people are, are really like, this whole that, situation is affecting a lot of different things. Yeah. But meanwhile, we have money for war, Amy. But we don't have money for after-school programs. Yes, we don't have money for people. housing yes. to feed people. We could go on and on. But we have people in prison who don't need to be there, though. And yes. that's the thing with Gaza. It's the world's largest prison. We love prison. Oh, who loves well, prison, too? This. Colonizers. Wait, someone told me, do not call it an open-air prison because the, a prison implies that they've done something wrong. So, <sighs> it's, so yeah. That's so what, a whole so separate that's a separate conversation because that's yeah. not that's not how no. It is the world's largest prison. They live like prisoners, right? Oh These yeah. These people that is why it's called the world's largest prison. Not because well, they did the, something wrong. It was actually a Jewish woman who said don't don't call it the world's largest prison because it implies they do something wrong. Call it what it is, a concentration camp. And well, she could say they, that. That's fine. Yeah, and once they start, um, you know, razzing and, and murdering and, and moving in, um, that then it becomes a death camp, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's her interpretation. That's mine. And I'm not yeah. the only one, and she's not the only one, and that's fine. I mean, the bottom line is it's inhumane. 
It really is inhumane. I just want Manny to chime in here now um, for the purpose of time. What do you think white people should do, Manny? What should they talk to Amy and everyone listening? What can they do to get this ceasefire? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, again, it's, it's putting pressure uh, on our legislators, right? Um, in a way where we tell them, listen, you know, one, don't mess up the proper conversations, right? That could have definitely led to more productive results, right? Because um, that's happening. Um, and then two, right? I mean, this ceasefire, I feel like when it comes up in conversations, there's often stipulations to the ceasefire. And it's like, then that's how it gets prolonged and pushed and then it gets more complex. And no, 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 <laughs> no, right? Ceasefire, that's it, right? I mean, that's that's the message. That's the bottom line, right? There's no ceasefire, but this happens, ceasefire, uh, but we want this. No, no, forget that. Like, take, take the politics out of it, okay? These are human lives. We are talking about take the politics out. Leave on the side, throw them away, whatever you have to do, get them out of that conversation, right? We are asking for a ceasefire because human lives are pretty much, how I'm seeing them, you're saying they're just expendable at this point, right? And, and, and that's disrespectful to every single person that has lost their life during this conflict. Right. So there needs to be a ceasefire. Um, so, you know, so, yeah, I think it's, it's pushing on our legislators. And listen, do not attach no stipulations. And, you know, there's no strings attached or nothing. Have the conversations. Right. Legislators put, put, put pressure on, on other legislators. Right. Um, Whoever is like halting that process. Right, or is not trying to join, you know, with the others that are calling for a ceasefire, you know, that needs to stop. So, um, it's calling them, it's sending the letters, it's emailing, it's making the social media posts, you know, uh, videos online, right? Uh, hashtags, I mean, whatever you want to do, you know, and any medium of communication you want to use, um, you know, to put the pressure on your legislators, right? Uh, holding events, right? I mean, there's, there's also that, right? Going to their, the offices, right? And, and saying, listen, we're not going, you know, uh, we're, we're here because obviously it came to this for you to, to, to finally pay attention, right? To what we're asking. We're asking for a ceasefire, right? Because, um, you know, I'm not oblivious to the fact that they can very well ignore the emails and the letters and the posts and, and all that stuff. So sometimes it is an event, you know, sometimes it is a rally. That's also fine. Um, so it's putting pressure on the legislators for a ceasefire. Um, but then also, you know, um, I mean, it, it's holding each other accountable, right? Um, and here's what I mean by that, right? If someone 
is out there um, perpetuating the continuance of violence, the continuance of this conflict. Um, it, it, it's having conversation with them. It's it's stopping the spread of that, right, in any way that you can. Um, you know, your friend, your family member, your, your colleague, whatever, right, whoever it is. Um, yeah, it's letting them know, listen, again, at the most very, very basic form um, and, and bottom line of this conflict is that innocent lives are being taken uh, and taken way, way too soon. Right, talk about children dying, right, from bomb explosions. Um, if if nothing else, right, to pay attention to, right, it's that, right, that these innocent children are dying, right, uh, and and helpless. There's nothing they can do. So, you know, again, holding each other accountable. Um, Aside from that, uh, it's, you know, uh, the same thing I would say for any other issue is trying to encourage and support, um, you know, any other person who's trying to uh, join these spaces or even like create these spaces for these dialogues to be held, right? Um, you know, as we often see that black and brown people don't have, you know, these types of spaces to talk about these issues. Um, so, you know, it's supporting and encouraging them, right? And, and trying to do whatever you can uh, to make them feel acknowledged and recognized, right? And hear, hear what they have to say, you know? Um, again, like CJ says, you don't have to agree, <laughs> right? We don't all have to agree. But... Even in disagreement, listen, there's, there's, there's productivity there too. Um, it's just the basic human need for, you know, to feel acknowledged, to feel recognized, to feel like you've been heard, um, you know, in, in a very amicable way. So that's what I would say, right? Um, but hey, uh, aside from that, you know, regardless of your race, um, it's, just if you are spiritual, you know, um, keep praying for those who are still uh, under this violence uh, and the conflict um, and praying for those who have lost their lives during this conflict. Thank you, Manny. I'll say Allah is sufficient for us and he is the best disposer of affairs. That said, I think that there's a lot that you know, white people could do to apply pressure. Many of you are either directly or indirectly connected to your legislators. Use that connection. Write that Facebook post, tag them, share those posts to stories. Make sure they see it. Make sure they know that you want this ceasefire, right? And as Manny said, that's what you want, the ceasefire. As Amy pointed out though, Ceasefires comes with stipulations. We don't want to hear that shit. We just want to ceasefire. Now, after that, y'all want to sit down and have a conversation? That's fine. Two separate issues for the time being. Too many lives are lost. Amy, speak to the white people. What could they do? 
Yeah, so um, I agree with what you said, reaching out to legislators, um, I think federal legislators. Um, I don't see uh, any amount of pressure on a local legislator making them contact federal legislators because that's who's going to be making these decisions, right? So reaching out to federal legislators with specific demands, you, you named the ceasefire. The other one needs to be the humanitarian aid. That specific issue is that the border in with um, Egypt has been bombed repeatedly, but there are so many demands that from Israel on um, what's coming through, how it's monitored and all that stuff, um, that the UN is actually concerned that it's gonna slow it. It hasn't even started and they're concerned that it's gonna slow it. There's 200 trucks. And these are like tractor trailers. So when I, so it's not like a little box truck, but these are 200 tractor trailers full of medicine, water, and food that have to get through. Um, so making specific requests for ceasefire, making specific requests with a deadline, because what I've noticed is that first it was Wednesday for aid, then it was Friday for aid, now it's Sunday for aid. So demanding, like noticing that, again, that's being kicked down the road and reaching back out to your legislator to be like, I see the aid didn't actually happen today. Can you tell me what the new deadline is for that? Can you tell me what you're doing to make sure that aid, humanitarian aid is reaching people in Gaza? Um, so making very specific demands. Um, and, but also read up. This is the time to read. Read about the history and, when this we have the ceasefire, when aid is coming in and what's happening on the ground is starting to uh, stabilize again, then we cannot ignore it. Then the demands need to be a two-state solution and Palestine, Palestine needs to be recognized. Um, and I think that's about it. And be very mindful, um, I think, too, in that when you're speaking, you're speaking not about Israeli people or Jewish people, you're talking about the Israeli government, very specifically a right-wing government. So um, your anger needs to be at the people who are in DC making decisions, in Israel in um, their capital making decisions, not at the people themselves. Um, and stop if you see people conflating Hamas and Palestinians, shut them down immediately. Um, I think that's all I got. No, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that was a great list. No, seriously, that was awesome. Thank you very much for that. All right. Well, you know, I really appreciate that. And this, this is a very good conversation that will obviously continue because this isn't going to end anytime soon. Let's be real. We didn't even get to unpack the financial side of this yet. So, you know, that's coming, right? Because if you're taught the cost of living now is fucked up, if this goes in the direction some people are pushing it, this is why certain things, you can't amplify that war. It's very costly. And it's the black and brown people who pay for that. Before we close out, Manny, any closing thoughts? Yeah. Um... So, uh, you know, again, uh, each day that this conflict persists, um, it's, it's truly devastating. It really is. Um, 
as I see more and more videos and pictures that come out each day, um, I'm just reminded um, of just the, the loss of human life um, without remorse um, and how it, it seems like it's so easy for people to play politics over the loss of human lives. Um, it's one of the most horrendous things, you know, that I think about. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm just going to urge people that in times like this, um, be grateful. I mean, seriously, 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 be grateful for what you have. Um, I know that so many of us complain about our day-to-day -day lives, right? And, and I'm not going to invalidate anything that anyone is going through or has gone through. But look at what people are going through right now in that country, right? Bombs and missiles hitting their houses, right? Without warning. There's nothing they can do to prepare for it, right? Um, they'll never know what peace and silence sounds like. You know, we complain about hearing sirens, you know, down the street or loud music coming from cars right, or motorcycles. That's the things we complain about. But they have tanks and missiles and gunshots of machine guns, right, happening, you know, right around them. So be grateful of what you have, right? Just, just appreciate it, just at least a little bit. Um... Aside from that, again, for all people who are spiritual, please say a prayer for those that have lost their lives uh, and a prayer for those who are still under this conflict. Um, I'm praying each day that today will be the last day of it. Um, yes, I'm going to have that bliss uh, and, and ignorant, if you want to call it, hope, you know, that each day will be the last day of this conflict. Um, because I, I have to, you know, I, I do, I have to believe that. But nonetheless, um, there's going to be people like me, CJ, Amy, Three-Fifths, and so many others, um, who are going to continue having these dialogues, uh, keep bringing attention to the things that attention needs to be brought towards, um, having the very difficult conversations, right, um, and, uh, you know, again, like CJ says, look, I mean, <laughs> we're all here. We all uh, have, our, you know, um, our hands in, in so many different fights, right? Uh, we, we come here with different perspectives. We won't all agree. But nonetheless, productivity comes out. I, I, people need to know that, right? Just because you don't agree with a person doesn't mean you can't have a conversation, right? Doesn't mean... You can't have productive results come out of it. Uh, I think so many people ignore that fact. 
And so they just don't have the conversations at all or they don't enter the spaces, uh, you know, with certain people. But listen, uh, you know, <laughs> if we want things done, if we, you know, really want to tackle the things that need to get tackled, you have to you have to enter those spaces. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be different sides and different you know perspectives, but so much can come out of that, right? Embrace it. it it's something that should be embraced. Um, so yes, uh, you have the potential to enact changes to really uh, help movements uh, and guide movements in the direction towards uh, a better tomorrow. Uh, if not for you, then for someone else, right? Um, looking at the legislators today, I know what type of legislator I want to be, right? Uh, and, and, and things that I don't want to mimic that a lot of these legislators do. Um, so I'm waiting on that day. Uh, and, and listen, uh, as I tell anybody else, I hold the legislators accountable. So please, when I get there on that day, and uh, for those years, feel free to hold me accountable as well, right? Besides that, I'll be seeing you on the front line, uh, and I hope to see you in any capacity that you can uh, to help these movements and these issues for a better tomorrow. Thank you so much, Manny. Thank you, thank you. This is why we cannot ignore the voice of Gen Z. Very, very important in the conversation. Amy, any closing? Yeah, um, I think that in any situation, especially uh, one that you're not directly involved in, um, that we have to listen to the voices of the people that are in that situation and that are that are the underdog, if you will, uh, the oppressed. So uh, it is really, really important to seek out those sources. Do not use... Uh, white faces and white messaging um, to, to hear the stories of the people who are being impacted and harmed. Um, and as long as you are basing your responses, um, your feelings and your actions around those people, um, then you can probably feel pretty solid um, in your gut about uh, about what you're doing um, and so remember that and that the um, that sometimes when you're the only one yelling something um, and 50 people are yelling the opposite or something different back at you sometimes that's what it takes to start a change sometimes you have to be the one to stand up and say something um, the one to stand up and say something to people that is difficult. Um, don't center yourself. Make it about the people who are being harmed, uh, the people that are in the situation. Center them. Um, and practice self-care because it is really easy to ingest all of this and have it really weigh heavy on you, which then can weigh heavy in on, on your actions, the things you say and the things you do. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, CJ. Oh. And I love this panel, like always. Oh, thank you. 
You know, it's so awesome to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to come. You too, Manny. You know, this is very important that we have these conversations. People are losing lives. Children are dying. Parents are having to bury children, right? That's not a good thing. One would think after COVID-19, we would have learned some lessons. As Manny said, I want to echo that. You know, let's take a minute to be a little grateful for some things. I know today was kind of rainy. And yeah, your hair got a little messy, but fuck it. At least you could fix it. We have people right here right now that are living some real tight situations. That money that's being used for war could really be used to really empower a lot of people right here, right now. Right? And as Amy said, you know, your self-care is very important. Take a minute to take care of yourself, whatever that looks like. You know, if that means going to the gym, if that means going out for coffee, if that means just sitting outside or just dancing in the rain, do that. Do things like say hi to strangers or tell them that they are beautiful. Try it out. That's my challenge. I want you all to do that. Compliment a complete stranger. See how that goes. Say, hey, you're beautiful. And let's see what happens. Right? Because there's a lot that's happening. People are stressed out. We're seeing it from, you know, the internet to the streets, the drive-in to the post, right? And that's why we must make sure that we guard our energy, right? There's a real attack on people happening right now. But, you know, we know that when Allah is with us, we are not alone, right? So let's see what we could do about this. Do your part. You know, no part is too small. And if you don't know how, reach out and find out. Manny, Amy, thank you so much for your time and for coming on. A pleasure as always. And for all who continue to encourage, empower, and support us, thank you so much. We can't do what we do without you. Please continue to like, share, and subscribe. We truly appreciate you. And please, please, you know, this weekend here, there's already talks about another strike. I mean, this is hard. All right. So let's see what we could do about it. Until next time. Fist up, smile on. Peace.